welcome back to Recess <laughs> Creative Convos. Yes. I'm so excited to be back. And me too. Honestly. I think like honestly recording is one of my favorite parts of this process. I feel like a veteran already. Like this is my thing. I feel like you should take it down. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, just a little I'm a bit. pro and nobody can tell me otherwise. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's all right. Personally, I think you're a hater, but you know what? We're going to keep pushing. <laughs> Guys, I think you'll need to just say a prayer for the <laughs> for Andre right now. Humble her Lord. Okay. Honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost myself. <laughs> I became a diva. But yeah, guys, we're so happy to be back. Thank you for all the love and the support. Oh my gosh. It's been crazy. Episode one was so good. I'm so glad y'all enjoyed it. The trailer and just what we have so far. And we have so much more coming. But today, I'm excited about today. Today is going to be lit. Like, yeah. yes. We're switching it up a little bit. We're bringing people on board and we have two special guests and I want to introduce you guys to two of my favorite people. They are just so stylish, so creative, so amazing. I have to take on Cameron's um, role right now and gas to the extreme, but this is not even gas. This is like facts. Big facts. Pure facts. Big facts. Like just facts, facts. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but we want to introduce... Two amazing people. They are a husband and wife duo team extraordinaire designers like you've never seen before. But they are Chris and Shaz from Design by Spirit. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So good to have you guys. I'm so excited to be talking with y'all, chatting with y'all today. Yeah. I'm, I'm blushing from that intro, actually. Yeah. Like, I, 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 <laughs> is that really us? Yeah, we like we are professional gassers no, on the show. Just you guys. A professional gasser. <laughs> just keep that clear. I'm gonna take that title. <laughs> so, y'all could say for yourselves, what do you do? What are you about? And how have you contributed to this creative space in the Caribbean? So we specialize in branding. What we do is provide visual solutions for our clients. So anything visual, we do, but really around um, taking their brand to the next level. So for us, it could be a website, it could be billboards, it could be a logo, it could be a social media strategy, it could be anything, anything visual that you could apply to business, we've pretty much done Honestly, like guys, I have asked to intern at Design by Spirit on several occasions and I got rejected. But that's cool. No, <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, we declined. Like, cool. no, we do not need this. This is a chef. You can. see, what, we, what we've been doing is creatively interning you through friendship. Bars. So, we didn't come today to talk about just, you know, graphic design or web design. We actually thought it would be interesting to sort of compare, contrast our experiences from the experiences of Chris and Shaz. And you might be like, um, why? So, <laughs> if you don't know, and if you don't know them personally, if you don't know of them, Chris and Shaz are from a different generation. <laughs> Karen and I, we're like new, up and coming. We are Gen Zers as we exposed ourselves in the last episode. Um, we're both 21 and... We're not going to say our age. I know. We are not 21. So today we're actually going to be discussing the difference between growing up now in the creative environment that we exist in and how we contributed and the ease sort of now of being in this society at our age and it's sort of feeling more natural than it used to feel like 10, 15 years ago, honestly. And just hearing from Chris and Chaz and their experience and how that differed growing up in that, that era. <laughs> As era. They they're oh, yeah, young. It's like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, they're so, that time, so young. They're so young. No, honestly, guys, <laughs> like Chris and Chaz dress better than I do. Honestly, like, stop it. Honestly, listen, I just need their, their so. they're basically younger than me. Like... <laughs> In spirit. Right. Um, it will be different for Shaz because she... I'm younger than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going. I was like, I mean, you're going to say that? Like, no. No, 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 no. Uh, 
because obviously by the accent, y'all can tell that she's not Trinidadian. Oh. But she lives here now, but she did not grow up in Trinidad. You know, she spent most of her youth, well, she's still young, like I said, but she spent <laughs> <laughs> most of her childhood <laughs> in England. Right. So that's something also to, you know, explore. And we just thought it would be interesting to talk about in this episode. All right, guys. So um, quick question to start off, right? So Chris and Shaz, tell me how do you guys think the creative industry has evolved in Trinidad? And I know that you guys have experience working with clients from the region as well. So like regionally and locally, how do you think the the industry itself has evolved from when you guys were younger to now? Okay. So one of the things I realized in Trinidad is the abundance of really um, skilled, creative people. Um, it's it's a bit scary because sometimes I wonder if there's work for everybody mm-hmm. because I see new creatives enter the field like literally. Like rain. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, and so I can go out and now I can go out and hire somebody that's fresh and get good work from them. So that's hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. It means that we're developing new creators. That's pretty much important because I could remember when um, just choosing a career that was creative was kind of frowned upon. If you didn't do engineering or medicine or law, you know, your parents will come down on you hard. So I'm seeing kids walking around cameras, shooting stuff, creating content. It's it's pretty cool to watch. Right. I think also the, um, like, even careers like, um, you know, YouTube, mm-hmm. being a YouTuber yeah. and making, you know, like a, a living from it, it's actually, like you say, a, va- a viable career now. So I, I don't know how, you know, modern parents feel about. Yeah, it's, it's and it's still kind of difficult to explain to well, my dad. He's like, I mean, he thinks what I do is fun and he likes it and he, he thinks it's enjoyable. But to go and tell him hey, dad, this is my job. He'd be like, what? Girl? Yeah, I think it's I think it's still a bit, we're still kind of, you know, getting there because my dad's not, not my dad, <laughs> you know? But um, it ha- I think it definitely, again, it has evolved and I think we're getting there a little I bit. Think, I think that's where people like us play a role. Like recently, Shaz and I, we went into Trinity College, we went into Bishop's, we went into SBCS and we sat down and we talked with young people who are choosing careers like graphic design and yeah. web design and social media and stuff. And we had conversations with them. And I think us bridging that gap between what the young people are doing and what their parents think about the career, like them meeting us. Like I had a young guy, he said, I want you to meet my mom, you know, and meeting his mom and his mom seeing us yeah, yeah. doing everything mm-hmm, that somebody mm-hmm. with a regular career does buying a house, driving a car, right? things like that. Mm-hmm. That's what parents really want to yeah. see. They just yeah. want to know that their child is not like a deadbeat. Right. Right. They, they want to know that it's not just fun, that they could earn a living and they could stand on their own two feet and they could raise a family. If parents know that, they'll be fine with whatever you choose to do. Yeah. So I was, I mean, I always tell Cameron about like the transitional era and, you know, j- going from generation to generation, there's that transition always of regarding certain careers as stable and sensible to regarding other careers as like risky and mm-hmm. unwise. And creative fields have, they definitely got that, you know, stigma, especially me growing up when I was younger. Like I was telling Cameron last episode, I couldn't go to Napa. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go to school at Napa. And my dad was like, how are you going to make money from that? Yeah, my, and mo- that's why my, I- mom, my mom was that way too. She, when I, because I, there was a point in time when I wanted really, like, I really wanted to be a performer. Yeah. Like drama, theater, mm-hmm. on stage. And she was like, um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the creative one out of my two parents. Yeah. So it was like, that was, again, as DeAndre said, it was kind of classified as risky or, or, you would always, if you want, if you said that you wanted to do something like that, you had to have something to fall back on. But, you know, you you guys are privileged because you have a bridge now. Yeah. Like you have existing creatives yep. that you can yes. point at and say they yes. made it. Yes. Whereas when I was doing it, when I did graphic design, I had no one to show my parents and say, right. oh, he's a graphic designer 
and look at where he is. All the people around me that were doing well worked in oil companies yeah. and stuff like that. So so I was really kind of jumping out into the unknown. But now you could bring somebody home and say, oh, here's my friend, Christoph. Yeah. Um, He works with us and they could ask me questions. Yeah, right. We, so, Chris, how... How was that for you, being somewhat of a pioneer in that sense, um, jumping out into a field that wasn't necessarily proved viable? Was that difficult for you, like, personally? And then for your parents, like, how was that dynamic? So my parents, they did what good parents do. And they pointed, they looked at my kind of what I was doing in school and what I was doing well in. And they pointed me in the direction of something that they thought could be a career, which was accounts at the time. Oh, okay. Right? Um, but... The thing about it is like while they're traditional parents, they're like sharp enough and kind of forward thinking enough to know that he's never going to enjoy this. Like deep in their heart, they knew it. So by the time I came to them and I said, oh, I want to do this, it was kind of like, well, we'll support you. Just make sure you have a fallback, fallback plan. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they supported my jump off the cliff. My parents were there to say go for it. And to this day, I would say like my mom in particular, she's like a big fan. Like she has all designs that I didn't even Aww. know she had. You know, she will say, oh, I, we love I'm you, Monte you Carlo. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of like you've got with them, you've got this strange combination of traditional mm. and then, yeah, but do do what what you're going to be really good at. Mm. So I had both. So I, I, have, I have no complaints. I'm, I'm, I was good. I think too, Chris, because I remember when I came into the family like when we got married and stuff I remember spending time with with them and they'd be pulling out all of Christoph's old artwork that she kept from like primary school and there was this um bookmark that you had drawn I don't know if you remember it and it it, it was um I can't remember what it was it had a verse a scripture but it was so beautifully drawn and I was just like wow and you must have been I don't know like under 10 man I didn't know where I didn't I don't know I didn't know she had that stuff like but it's she my saw blame. your creativity though from yeah. like oh yeah great. definitely <laughs> so for you Shaz so honestly I think this is interesting just because it's like a nice contrast growing up in England where personally Trinidad is we consider ourselves developing but others would consider us third world I would like to say we're developing so <laughs> coming from a first world country how was it for you deciding first of all did you know that you wanted to completely indulge in the creative industry before you met Chris no I kind of meandered into the role that I'm in um and I feel like um so I started as a um uh project manager in London uh, I've always kind of been in office work and then when I met Christoph. Um, I met him and he was, you know, now developing his um, creative career. And um, it was really interesting for me. I was like, wow, this is so cool, you know. Um, and I think I loved, I loved the idea and I just felt like I wonder how I could be involved. And so I became increasingly, um, you know, like I just hated my job. And, um, you know, I kept saying to Chris, there must be a way in which we can try and work together. And um, that was know. before y'all got married? Um, no, well, yeah, by then we had we had gotten married and, you okay. know, we're, you know, in the routine and, you know, by now Design by Spirit is fully functional. Um, well, not fully. Well, <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm winging it. Oh you know, I'm, I'm sitting on a couch designing while watching TV. I'm leaking money left, right and center. Unpaid invoices. But I'm having fun. But I'm not by any means doing it properly. Yeah. So my job, um, they relocated. And then that was the opportunity for me to kind of come on board full time with Chris. And, um, and that was really cool because then we decided to spend... Uh, half the year in Trinidad and half the year in the UK. And um, that is when I think for me, I saw the creative side of, you know, be being a project manager. So, um, and that was really, that was really interesting. So like for the first time I was able to, you know, look at artwork and say like, no, 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 you know, you should, you know, maybe try a different font or, you know, look at placement better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then that's when, you know, in addition to the, all the administrative aspects of the business so like 
you know, the contracts and client liaison and all those things, you know, those things kind of fell into place as well. Those things, those things were super important to me because like, you know, as creatives, we, you know, we, we offer the next bright, shiny thing, you know, so I'll have this job. This job could be due tomorrow. Right. And a job that's due two weeks, two weeks in, in the future lands on my desk, but it's, it's interesting I could actually stop working on a job that's due tomorrow mm-hmm. and move to the job that's two weeks away. Mark is like <laughs> testifying <laughs> behind the um, our producers. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we're all over the place discipline wise. Yeah. And, um, you know, I learned really fast. I mean, you've got a situation where we've just lost half the income, more than half the income of the house. She was making more than me at the time. And, so we've we're now working on my income in probably about six months. She justified that lost in salary by raising my income to match what she was making. Yes, in her company. Me. So we yes, move from we move down to one salary, and just by tweaking the business model designed by Spirit and right. getting me in line, it went back up to like two salaries. And that's in six months time. You have to understand project management in design is everything. Right. And I'm glad you are talking about the management aspect of creativity because a lot of people, it's, it's twofold. It's the passion side of being a creative and I just want to create and I need to be my element and zone out. No, because like if you're too passionate, you won't make any money. Right. (laughs) The client is important. The client is the most important thing. You could make the most beautiful things and you sit there in your little designer world Mm. creating all this beautiful stuff and Sometimes you just need somebody to pull you back in here. But what did the client ask for, though? Did you read the brief? Did you, you know, and that's when she says, would that front work? That's a real thing. It's like, I'm designing. I think it looks good, but sometimes I need somebody else to tell me, oh, in the grander scheme of my creative brain, what is actually the best solution for what this person is asking for? So, Shaz, to get back to you starting off because you initiated your career as more so a traditional form it was it was very traditional I guess when we look at it from the creative side it was like you know a safer route when it comes to a career and then it kind of rippled itself into being more on the creative side but you were still able to pull elements of what you did well not even elements, but you basically transferred what you did into a creative, you know, field and that worked for you and you still found a way to merge and blend those two worlds. So do you feel like if you could go back, right, and your parents gave you the liberty to do whatever you want, be whatever you want, would you still choose project management, knowing what you know now? (laughs) Knowing what you know now, would you do it in the same way or would you, you know, follow that same pattern that you that you did before? Well, it's it's funny because being in Trinidad, um, I have recently dis- rediscovered my passion for um, fashion design. Tell and the people. Tell them. them. I just wanted you tell to talk about it. And talk about it, girl. I want Speak to, it. Preach I it. I want to let you all know, Shaz is a boss. <laughs> Stop it. Shaz is a she boss. She really is. So when I was young, I used to watch my mom under her, so under, she'd be sewing and I'd be underneath and, you know, she'd be making all these different clothes. And when she was at church or, you know, when she'd go out, on a Saturday, I'd go on the machine and I'd like, you know, try and redo some of the things she she made, or I would like deconstruct a jacket or a skirt and, you know, and I'd wear it for like ever. And um, I mean, when you turned it inside out, it was like cobwebs. It was like terrible stitching on the inside. But that was for me, like the first time I felt like, you know, I'm doing something really creative, but um, it just didn't work out in that way um for me and um so and you know it was just like um home life wasn't amazing right so basically that is why I fell into the administrative kind of aspect Mm -hmm. 
And so being in Trinidad is really interesting because um, when I rediscovered, you know, you know, my love for fashion, that's when, and it, you know, I feel like it had to happen that way because if I were in London, I probably wouldn't, you know, there's so many cool clothes there and it's, you know, reasonably priced and whatever. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was just the way how God kind of orchestrated it. So I think now, you know, Christoph will probably say <laughs> he would, I mean, I, I, I love working at Design by Spirit and I love supporting Chris, um, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy working from home. We have so much fun together. Um, but, but I'm getting a, hold in it. I feel like oh. I will spread my wings eventually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm ready for that Shaz eagle to no. just be released. I think 2018 was me watching her kind of discover her thing. I don't feel like, I feel like she's good at project management, but I don't feel like that's the thing i feel like there's so much more and it's, it's like one of the things that when you look at um like some creatives you can move effortlessly from thing to thing mm-hmm. like you know a good graphic designer if you give them a camera will take a good photo right yeah. right i feel like she she's one of those people like fashion design interior design there was a bunch of things that she could have picked and would have been good at but i think fashion is the thing that's shouting right now mm. from what i could see yeah, yeah. I really enjoy drawing too. Mm. This I enjoy enjoy um watercolors, painting. Wow. Um yeah, I mean drafting patterns and sewing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's um it's been an interesting couple of years. That's dope. You're dope. Oh, I wanna be like you guys when I grow up. Same. <laughs> I'm already old, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so we had um Shaz moving from regular project management into creative project management into she'll be moving into fashion soon so like that's a kind of traditional versus non-traditional vibe and I mean that's the cry of our generation coming from the baby boomers gen x um to our generation now which are millennials and gen z's so like what do you guys think about traditional versus non-traditional jobs? Like we have YouTube in now, like we have ideating, we have creative direction. Like what do you guys think about that dynamic? But also even to add to that, what do you think about creative sorry, what do you think about traditional forms of, of creativity? Jobs, yeah. yeah, versus non-traditional forms of creativity like 10 years ago what we knew as a creative job or artistic job was just singing. Fashion design was a thing, uh, dancing, acting. That's kind of the spectrum, give or take a few. Y'all let us know. I, I, I kind of feel like um, whenever big things happen in, in the world, it creates jobs, mm. right? Every time there's a sudden move in any direction, a bunch of jobs get created, right? Um, so, for instance, if you think about something like animation, Right. There was a time when you would not have people drawing stuff and those images moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So then suddenly you have storyboarders and people who draw cartoons and stuff. And that's that's a huge thing. Right. And that's now that's pretty much standard. So I just feel like anything that you see as uh, um, what's the word that you use for it? Non-traditional. Yeah. Anything you see as a non-traditional job right now will be a traditional job. In the, in the future, next in the future yeah, 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 yeah. If you yeah. give it 10 year windows. So you look at a YouTuber now, they'll just be like how a television producer was mm, 10 okay, years ago. It, it. Won't be, it won't be seen as non-traditional right. anymore. You mm. just think it's just the natural evolution of yeah. mankind. Like we're continuing to evolve even when it comes to careers. And mm-hmm. as more things come out, we will expand in that direction. Yeah, like the creation of social media opened up a mm. whole set of new jobs, influencing, um, vlogging, like everything that kind of came with social media. That opened up a host of things. So I yeah. understand that. I was going to say it, or I, I labeled it as like the cultural shift because we now live in a sh- social media world. And so now what we consider a non-traditional job exists on that plane, I feel, of... Even when it comes to creative direction, graphic design, web design, all these things, it exists in the the field of social media. A lot of these companies now where we saw like 
traditional commercial advertising is now social media influencers. Right. They have taken over that market. Now companies realize, oh, the gag is I don't have to pay 30,000 US for a commercial ad. Ad. I could just hire 35 social media influencers and I get the same effect even more, All like right. bigger for less money. It's yeah, a huge a, cultural shift. Yeah. A YouTuber is really a presenter. Facts. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a YouTuber is a presenter and somebody who is creating content for Instagram they're really, they're like basically a modern graphic designer. Because hmm. 10 years ago, you'd be creating ads for right. newspaper. Now you're creating ads for Instagram. It's, it's not really, the jobs aren't changing. Mm. The tools are changing and the mm. medium is changing, but the right. jobs itself aren't really changing. Okay, got it. I love that though. I love that, like, understanding it is not necessarily like, these things are so far-fetched and new and different. It's like, we it's just did the evolution. Be, exactly. It's just evolving in that direction. And now we have new terms for it and we see it and think of it in a different way. But it really is kind of just like a evolved concept of yeah. what it used to be. So we went to a creative meetup last month and all of us were there. And the host of that meetup, Dexter Musgrave, if you guys don't know him, he's great. He started talking about passion and purpose and fulfillment and at that time, I began to realize that is sort of the theme of this generation, kind of pursuing passion and purpose and fulfillment. And people feel like, this is what I must do. Like, I can't buckle under the pressure of conforming to a safe career anymore. Like, that is no longer going to be the narrative of my life. So I wanted to, like, throw out there the topic or the question of, like, what is the obsession over now pursuing passion and having to pursue passion in your life? And there's sort of like this pressure now to be a creative. It seems like I feel like everybody around me wants to be a creative. You have to be a creative. I think the term creative has become like, has spiked in popularity. (laughs) Everybody. And that's not bad. That's great. It shows that we have evolved. And like like I was saying before, our culture is is shifting. But what what do you all think about that? And do you think it's something that is a must that you shouldn't, forfeit that opportunity to pursue passion in your life that's a good one yeah everybody can't do that okay yeah <laughs> everybody can't do yeah. that no for <laughs> really, really. you can't have a world full of yeah, that's going the right. 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 I, I do feel like everybody's like doing something creative right now everybody's somebody's making you know um hats or somebody's making videos somebody's doing um comedy on instagram and stuff like that but the reality is that Passion comes in all forms. You know, my sister is very, very creative, but she loves numbers. She sees accounts as like a challenge and breaking it down into its parts and stuff like that. So I don't feel it'll ever be a case where just because people are pursuing passion, like everybody will pile into the creative world. Okay. It's it's actually, and I guess people don't know how difficult like making a career, being creative is easy. Making a, a career, career out of mm, creativity facts. is insane. Like it would have never occurred to me that, you know, I used to look at how long doctors study for to become a doctor. Mm. If I think about how long it took for me to be paid properly as a designer, mm. it's the length of time it took them to study medicine. Mm. Right. So it's not it's not by any means something I get up one day and be like, oh, my goodness. It's so cool to be a creative. I'm going to do it. If you don't have the passion feeling, you you will end up right back out in a standard job market. So either right. way, like be realistic. Like if you love numbers and you love accounts, don't feel like, oh, these creatives are so cool. Go kill those numbers mm. and have fun after work, you know? Yeah. I think this is it's the rise in social media as well. Like, you know, there's um, a lot of people that are creating new businesses and doing, mm-hmm. you know, like what you said, Chris. And I feel like the real, um, what's the phrase? You know, the, the those who have the staying power will be those who really have the passion for it. And not everybody has the passion for it. Right. So, and yeah. that's what I said when I, I said to myself, like, you don't know what you don't know. So 10 years ago, before social media was around, you didn't know that the opportunity was there to be an influencer and to market Mm -hmm. for these brands until you saw somebody doing it. Mm -hmm. Much like all the other fields that we see now, like opening and expanding. And that's because 
when you see it, you get the hope that, yo, I could do this. And yeah. if it resonates yeah. with you, yeah, then you find the passion to be like, mm. oh, okay, now I could do this. Mm. I see Carmen doing a podcast. Now I can do a podcast, but you then, know? But then here's the thing, though. Like, how passion works, right? You can get an initial boost of passion to do something. But when you put that design out and no one cares <laughs> and you do 20 designs and nobody pays you, True passion will get you through that. Um, yeah. You, you yes. know, you jump out yeah. and you're like, I'm a photographer. You drop that photography up there and you're there, boom, and mm. crickets. <laughs> you understand know, what I'm saying? Two likes. Yeah. <laughs> you see? So, and people think this From yourself and your friends. There you go. There you go. Your, your, your family like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And your close friends and nobody else. Passion is what will take that you through that until truth. until you're amazing and everybody around could see that you're amazing. Yes, right? the truth. And, and, and I, that takes time. Yeah. I think that's a very important message for my generation simply yeah. because in the age of social media, comparison is so strong. So real. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> and that comparison didn't exist as boldly as it does now. Yes, it existed before, but now it's bold. And I say bold because it's in our face, in our yeah. phone screens. All you have to do is click the Instagram icon mm-hmm. on your phone. And, and I think boom. It's, it's, it's innate within us as humans. Listen, to, like... I just saw Michael B. Jordan with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And every part of me was just like dying. Like, <laughs> how come How come they get to be with Michael B. Jordan? I don't I'm mad. I'm mad. And that was the first thing I saw this I'm morning upset. when I woke up. I'm, <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset. But so. I think, yeah, I think you're right, D. Like, from, okay, so let me go back to what Chris said in that you have to have passion to go through those moments. For me, I recently had this conversation with my, like, with my best friend and... So my dad came home just the other day and was like, hmm, Cameron, and me and my dad, we don't really like sit down and chat like chummy chummy, you know? So he was like, Cameron, I was, I was thinking, I think you should consider getting your law degree, right? And this is after about two. <laughs> wow. Yikes. This is after about. I just want to say I can't see it. But what? Go ahead. <laughs> That's <No>. like <laughs> death for creative. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would you curse me like that? <laughs> this is after about two years, like you know, being finding myself in the creative world, and. So yeah, so he comes home and he's like, yeah, Cams, I think you should consider getting a law degree. And I was like, hmm, okay, uh, you know, tell me, tell me why you think I should do that. He was like, I know you like business and it, it'll help in that area and, you know, all that good stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. And there was a part of me that considered it because of how he approached me about it. Right. And there was a part of me that was like, mm, maybe I should do it just just for him because I know that he wants that and I told my I was telling my best friend I was like that little part of me that wanted to do that was just that it was just a little part of me but I told her that there is a part the rest of me knows what God has called me to Mm -hmm. and knows the journey Right. Like, I'm not super clear on where I'll end up, y'all. That's a, I'll tell anybody that now. Like, Yo. I'm not, I don't know what my destination is in my life right now. I said this today in my room I was filming. I literally said, um, I don't know what, I don't know where I'm going, but I, I know I'm on my way. Yeah. Mm. Like, so, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my end picture looks like. It's not super clear, but I know the journey. Like, I know the path that God wants me to take. And I told her that I felt like if it is like the the reason why I know I can tell my dad I cannot do a law degree is because I feel like it would be a disservice to God at the end of the day. And it would be a disservice to the people that I have to impact. Uh, that, may, that may sound to some people kind of like, oh, who does she feel she is, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, I know that my journey is going to impact younger people's lives or people who are my age. I, I know that my journey will impact lives. So I I have to. Like, I don't have, in my mind, I don't have much of a choice. Like, this is what I'm called to do and this is what I believe that I need to do. So, 
Yeah. And you're impacting now. I mean, you're, you know, you're doing stuff. I think the thing is, is that if you're, if you're not exploring, I think that is where parents might find an issue, yeah. you know, but if I'm, you're actually actively, you know, they can see you're doing stuff at home yeah. and you're doing this, you know, podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I know my dad, I just have to start making some more money and he'll be fine. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's really it at the end of the day. And I will, I'll get there. Yeah. It's just, it'll take out, it'll, you know, I'll get there. And I think when I do get there, he'll be like, yeah, boy, like you, yeah, comes. I'm really super, super proud of you. I'll mm-hmm. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, we all will get there. I don't, you know, I've been, what, 15 years or whatever it is in design. I don't have a, never really had a strategic plan. I'm not really a planner. Um, and I didn't get out and I said, I'm going to form a company, a design company. And I had this dream. I just was responding to clients asking for stuff. Like, they're like, I like what you do. Can you do this for me? And I kept responding and here I am. Right. You know, mm. um, I didn't really have a career plan. I, and, um, you know, I knew that I was doing the right thing when I was able to live comfortably. Right. Mm-hmm. There's two things, right? One, when I was able to live comfortably and two, when it impacted lives. Right. Okay. With those two things, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, good work. Sometimes even now, like I look at people who have like careers and they get to have sick days and, you know, money's hitting their account while they have the flu. And I look at it like with a little bit of jealousy because mm, yeah. I know if I get sick right now, my money's going to dip. If right. I get four days sick, I, health is I, health. I can see it on the, I can see it on the <laughs> graph. Right. Um, and sometimes I look at it and I think, mm, wow, that nice to have that job, paid vacations, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Clean. Right. But, um, you know, I kind of have to look again like I don't have a choice. Like how you say, like, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. I don't yeah. have a choice. Even if I look back. At the comfort of a job, like I can't, I can't yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd posted this thing on Instagram this week, and I think I saw it affect people because people they let me know on Instagram it affected them. I know the exact post that you're talking <laughs> about. I was in a conversation where somebody told me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social media can either fuel your inspiration or feed your insecurities. Like I feel like the the benefit of traditional jobs, right, is that you don't get up in the morning and see people doing it better than you Shoot. on a regular basis. Like you don't mm-hmm. get up in the morning as an accountant and look on your phone wow. and see an accountant killing those numbers. Wow. You know I what I mean? Think about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. That's but as a creative, right you could be a producer and get up and hear a track and think, even on my best day. <laughs> I could with the never. best studio with the best equipment. I'll never make that track. Like oh, I, yeah. yeah, and and I get up, I get up, and I see designers create stuff, and I'll be like, I just feel like rolling over and going back to bed. Right. You know what I mean? Behance is like the bane of my existence. Yeah, I try not to you. go on there too much because right. I'm just like, what? What are you eating? Yeah, oh, and yeah. I think I think my thing is like, you need to be very cognizant of the fact. That when it stops inspiring you and it starts beating you up Mm. and then you need to switch off and disappear and create because like Ed Sheeran turns his phone off for a year to make an album. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he knows when to unplug from the matrix because that stuff will make you not create. Like it will mess your creativity up if you, listen, it's the best time ever to be inspired, right? Inspiration is at our fingertips, Mm -hmm. but it's the worst time. For insecurities. Yeah, you're right. Right? That's that's where we're at right now. But so, it seems to be on the same playing field. It's like when you get one, you could easily get the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like you scroll past two posts, you're like, gee, she looks so good in that outfit. I could never <laughs> really have to catch yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's and definitely then, a, a mental. Like you have to, I don't know, you like you have to kind of country you have to find balance you have to find balance you have to know yourself well enough to know know when you need inspiration and when you need to create and you also have to be find some kind of confidence inside yourself so that you the comparison thing is not the thing yeah Mm. that's really confidence is a big one yeah a big word designers listen creatives are super insecure and fragile. Yes. <laughs> they don't talk about it, I but was, that's like facts. I, I, I had this conversation um, with a person the other day, and I had this conversation with DeAndre and one of our friends the other day. The fact that as a creator, there is a certain amount of vulnerability 
that has to come with it because in essence, your art is a piece of you. Right. And your art is being publicized for scrutiny Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we create for others, Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. of whatever you create, you create for others to consume. And like I said, your art is a piece of you. So when, as a creator, the vulnerability comes with the fact that people are able now to criticize you and a piece. So it's like we have that connection. So creating is vulnerable. Yeah. Not only that, I think a big part to play is that we create for consumption. Right. That's just the truth of it. Like you don't, when even when you're an accountant, you're doing something for a client. That's like a one-on-one thing. And it's less, it's, it's, it's not intimidating. Yeah. It's, it's not as intimidating. Like I'm putting this out there for the whole world to have a balance checking account. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do this well. No, it's like one-on-one, you know exactly what they want and you're able to give that to them. And there's a right and wrong. Exactly. Right. There, yeah, so it's a blueprint. Yeah, most careers, there's a right and wrong. If you do it right, yep. it matches up with, the, yeah. with, with design. For my career, there's no correct design. Yep. Like yep. I have people come to me and say mm-hmm. something like, um, you know, when I saw that job, I was wondering why didn't you do X Y Z? And I'm like, but, but were that, you there with me? In your w- room? Well, it's, <laughs> if it was your job, you would do X Y Z. That's why we're not the same. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't. It, those questions and those questions sit in. Why didn't I do X Y Z? You know what I mean? And yeah, that's just a hole that you don't want to dig. Right? No, I was. I did creative direction for my first ever campaign a couple months ago. And the amount of subjectivity within that campaign drove me insane because mm-hmm. I obviously have my vision for what I want. But then when you're working with others, they also have their vision right. and you do something and they're like, well, I think you could have done it this way. And I don't know if I like it this way. And then your vision just starts to collapse and you're like, well, I don't know what this is anymore. <laughs> this is doing? not what I want. <laughs> and you question yourself. You question the validity of what you thought you wanted. And, mm. you know, it that in itself could really shatter your confidence. Yeah, it's really about finding balance in the whole thing. The truth is I want affirmation. And that's <laughs> <laughs> just real life. Give me, a, give me some gas yeah. <laughs> online if I put out something you know how you feel when you get 10 likes versus 500 likes that's, that's kind of just life though true that's kind of just life you kind of just have to deal with it find a way to deal because again innately we're human like it's we not, seek approval no but it's not like it's not life though because a designer 20 years ago designed for the client the client okay. said they liked okay. it and the client put it out. Hmm. The, the designer wasn't forced from a marketing perspective for him to get his other jobs to put it in front of the world to be judged directly. Right. Hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that whole, the whole Instagram and social media aspect it started putting you in a position where you put stuff in front of people when you really didn't have to originally. And I think going right. back to the original discussion about now and then, right you are now in front of you've never been in front of so many potential clients as you are now hmm. right but you you've never been in the position for so much rejection right and you are now and like likes was nothing literally there was a time when i know some of you young ones <laughs> so, <laughs> talk like an old man now back in my day back in my day you, you, you likes was nothing a like was you had one like to get and that like was from your client Mm. You see, if you took a photo, the person that said what it was good or not was one person. Yeah. You're a photographer now, you train up stuff hoping something sticks all day, every day. You train up a photo a day. Mm. In addition to that, there's now a larger pool of options for the client. Photographers before, all day out photographing exactly, each other. Exactly, yeah. Before, mm. when there were less of yeah. them, you probably know about three good photographers. And Shaz, you just probably go with the cheapest one. Or... Shaz did say that. that now there's a there's competition and there's like visible competition. Yeah. It's everywhere. Your so, portfolio yeah. is now digital. Yeah. Whereas before, you had a physical portfolio, you give it to somebody or like, you know, you should like when they come to you, you then show them, well, this is what I've done because you, you, you are referenced by somebody else. They come to you. But now your reference is your Instagram, mm. you know, your website. And that is 
intimidating. <laughs> One of the things that I think about is um, nowadays social media is so different to um, like when we were um, like now, when social media was now becoming a thing for us. Um, like I remember MySpace and then it was Facebook and then um, Instagram came. And I think with the rise of Instagram and it's still growing, it's like, you know, using hashtags and all those things kind of brings the whole community together. So you mm -hmm. could quickly identify your tribe. Yeah. So, you, you know, like you can find other YouTubers really quickly or other photographers. And, you know, it's um, it feels as though the world has bec become like a village now. Everybody's mm. so close together. Yeah. So, um, you know, like being in social media now, it feels it's like a great time to be, you know, to be involved. Yeah. You do feel like less lonely because mm. now, you know, especially when, well, and that was just like, what, a few years ago when I first started to take this seriously and I still felt lonely. But now that I know people that are similar to me, it's like a togetherness, a community. And I'm like, okay, well, I know Cameron, I know Shida, I no longer have to feel like I'm doing this by myself or I'm trying by myself. I feel more confident yeah. knowing that I have friends in the same field and we share the same struggles and we right. share the same benefits. And, I, and to bring that back to what we were discussing before in terms of comparison versus inspiration, it really has a lot to do with knowing yourself, knowing what you can and cannot handle and just kind of like shifting your perspective as much as you possibly can. Like, mm. I, like I said, innately, we, there will be times when we will feel, you know, a how. But shifting your perspective and seeing it as like using it as fuel to grow and seeing it as a community and, you know, a togetherness instead of just, you know, oh, my God, you know, I have to do this to be better than so on, so on. So Charles call it a tribe. And it's really it's really true. Like you could find your tribe online. Like you could. I mean, it's so like I could find someone whose aesthetic is exactly mm -hmm. like mine. Mm -hmm. And I could feel connected connected with, or, to them yeah actually connect with them yeah, yeah. you know like, what i mean it's like this week yes. we were talking to somebody about our some renovations that we'd like to do and um, we were like wow imagine if we had to describe you know with words yeah we were like oh just come and watch our pinterest board you know and they yeah, were, yeah, you know, yeah. we were looking at all of the pictures but you yeah, know when he when he saw it he was like yeah, I got it. I got it straight away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That punches is amazing. But yeah, yeah, so you're, you're <laughs> able to, like, communicate visually really quickly, um, which is something that, you know, is quite new. Imagine what you'd have to do to communicate the heart of what you want to that architect in the olden days, right? <laughs> you'd have to find some expensive magazine Right. from have your friends send it down for you because you wouldn't have it in trinidad or you'd mm. be stuck seeing words like industrial minimalist mm. modern Why trying to paint clean. this picture we just opened up pinterest and he just looked it's done yeah <laughs> and even now like we even through what we think we want we find things that we didn't even know we wanted right. and then we're like oh no well that looks even better and you didn't even know about that but through searching for things you find newer things but back then when you kind of have a smaller pool to work with all you know is like these few things and you just know well okay well that house looks good <laughs> let's go with that wall <laughs> now there's like a bigger like i go online and i see new things literally every single day yeah. And I'm blown away by, like you said, like inspiration. Like that is inspiration for me. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful time to be creative. I think, yeah. um, you know, sidestepping all. I mean, we talked about the negative aspect, but it's really a beautiful time. Like it's so fast to connect with people. Mm. Yes. So fast to partner and collaborate. Like you can mm -hmm. get up tomorrow morning. You can see a picture. Like I remember seeing a picture that Shadel took of Cameron and I took the picture, yes. I edited it, I threw it back up. And it was just like, yeah. it, it, it happened so quickly, you know. Um, I was just like, I saw the picture, I'm like, Cam's, I need that high res. <laughs> you know what I mean? She sent a picture to me, high res. I edited it, put it back up. <laughs> and that was, that was the end, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is a beautiful time to be in this industry, to be a part of this community, this tribe. Um, 
I love being creative. I love being a part of a creative community. (laughs) I think it's super awesome. I think being able to tap into that part of myself is, it feels so good. So yeah, and I think social media, again, with everything comes its positives and its negatives, its pros and its cons. But I think social media has definitely been able to connect us and create opportunities for us and I think that that's super amazing in and of itself I think that's one of the one of the cool things about this generation the fact that like this era of pioneering this type of creativity I think that was super dope so essentially guys we're saying that we're happy to be where we are (laughs) (laughs) like we've come a long way and we've evolved beautifully Mm. and there will we're we're in a flawed world there'll always be like downfalls to where we are but I think we have so much to be grateful for because of the evolution that we've experienced over the years and yeah we just want to end on that very positive note (laughs) yeah I want I want definitely want you guys to be encouraged like be encouraged do what now is the best time to live your best life yes (laughs) just live your best life just go super hard after what it is you want to do and yeah it'll be great we'll live great lives guys we will so thank you chris and shaz for coming on recess creative convos and i hope you guys enjoyed this creative conversation just taking a look back and also a look look now now (laughs) somewhat of a look forward to what's to come what, what happened what's happening and yeah we hope you enjoyed so for the people who are curious to see more of your work, for those who may not know who you are, where can they find you? At Shaz Peer. <laughs> you want to spell it? Shaz Peer. Cameron, where can they find her? Oh, they can find her. I'm just going to talk in my British accent. Just for, just for a couple. Honestly, guys, Shaz has validated my... Oh, my gosh. She thinks Shaz, she has a good Shaz British accent. Shaz has validated accent. my good British accent. So you can find her at S-H-A-Z-P-I-E-R-R-E-R-R-P-I-E-R-R-E on Instagram. She's fabulous, honestly. And, and you can him. find me at Design by Spirit. That's Design by Spirit, as in Ghost Spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we want to hear what you guys have to say. So leave us a review. Um, let us know who you guys want us to chat with next. Like that would be super dope. We want to yeah. hear what you guys have to say. That is going to be so helpful to us. Rate this podcast if you're listening For on Spotify, sure. Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Give us a rate, give us a review, send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you guys. Oh, yeah. And you guys could definitely chat with us on our personal profiles too, if you guys want. For sure. I'm Cameron Waith, etc. And Devondre. D-V-N-D-R-E. She's so complicated. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, we look forward to talking to you guys next episode. We love you guys and we're out. Bye. 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 Bye.